0: Another uh, episode of Garner Station's podcast here in Full Bloom Coffee. Thanks for allowing us to uh, film our podcast here. Uh, please come down and check them out at 141 West Main Street here in Garner and grab a cup of coffee. Uh, today is a, a, a great day for Garner because we've got two, uh, two legends of the commercial real estate industry here talking to us about two exciting projects that are coming here to Garner. First off, we'll introduce them to John McDonald uh, with JLL. He's a broker there and is leading the Inc. 4300 project. And then Grady Matthews with uh, the most recently announced E-District project that will be coming at White Oak and uh, Highway 70. So thank you for, both for being here. We're excited about your projects. We're going to talk a little bit about them today, kind of what they represent and what they may mean for the community today and moving forward. Um, and so to begin with, John, we'll start with you here. Uh, sure. What is Inc 4,300 and what might it mean moving forward for Garner?
1: Well, right now, Inc 4,300 is a former Kmart. So it is, it's not that pretty right now, but that's going to change. This owner is a group uh, of DRA advisors that owns a fund out of New York and Main Street Capital. And they have done this before. Um, They did it in Morrisville. It was a former Sam's Club. That was 140,000 square feet. So they are uh, bouncing over to Inc. 4300. They're taking that and repositioning it, targeting life science users. It's a big box. It's 180,000 square feet. So you basically, you redo the skin, the roof, the landscaping, uh, all of the facade. Really transform it. And then you go after these larger users that are life science.
0: Yeah, no, that's really impressive. And I know life, the life science industry has been a target for the town of Garner for, for several mm-hmm. years now. And we're excited about the opportunity that it'll allow us to have a more or less turnkey operation uh, for a potential tenant and not have to wait for construction of a new facility.
1: That's half the battle. I mean, it is, there's a lot of projects that are planned, but you know, whether or not they get financed is sort of another thing, but this thing is financed. This is going, uh, we will deliver in September, October-ish of this year.
0: And Grady, um... You know, your your background is, is uh, long and extensive and, and done a, a lot of work through uh, investment trusts and, and, you know, most recently heading up the Raleigh uh, office of Cushman-Wakefield. Um, and now uh, we're lucky to have you here in Garner heading up the E-District.
2: Thanks, yeah. Back into the development game, I guess. There
0: you go. Yeah, yeah. Once you leave, they get you right back in, right?
2: Yeah, dude, I don't think you can ever leave.
0: <laughs> so tell us... Um, Tell us a little bit. What is the E District,
2: and uh, what makes it special? I think what makes it special, the, the two things. Well, there's there's several things I think that stick out. There's, you know, Wake County is a place where a lot of people are are coming, and there's there's not a lot of places left to, to do things. So you're seeing more retrofit, like John spoke spoke to, with regards to current space. This is one of the few developments I know of that starts with a with a piece of land that's 225 acres. So it's um, it's a large piece of land. It is connected very very well with with corridors surrounding it, four lane corridors surrounding it, with access to all of those corridors, which makes traffic disbursement pretty good. But then it's also entitled very favorably towards um, you know value add for Garner, North Carolina. Um, it's a CR zoning, which is community retail, which is probably allows more permitted uses than any other zoning I can think of. Excuse me. So. Um, you know the opportunities that that we're already hearing about um it's still early we just started the process in january um but the opportunities are, are really looking good
0: and, and just for those folks that listen e-district is at highway 70 and white oak road
2: yeah so it's really surrounded um it it, it, it is on highway 70 but it's surrounded also by white oak and timber on the south side so uh three pretty major corridors that surround the property with access to all of them. So that's, that's kind of unheard of these days.
0: Absolutely. And I would say for both of those projects, uh, because they're in Garner and they're on major highways, you're 20 minutes or so from the airport, eight minutes to downtown Raleigh. You've got this incredible talent pool surrounding you. Um, so I know John, your life, you know, focusing on life science, Grady, is there any, I mean, what is the vision for the E district and, and, What will it look like? Or or what are you targeting for that area?
2: You know, we we want it to be an area where it's centered around, you know, lifestyle, which will include, uh, hopefully at some point, retail, um, residential. But we also feel like there will be, it could be long-term, but a medical component. But we also want to be very, very innovative. Um, One of the things we, we want to keep open is that, you know, just in talking about, the fact that there's limited availability of land in Wake County and even surrounding counties, that uh, there are going to be folks that want to come to this area. Um, there, there are corporations that have been looking in, in our area and can't find anywhere to go for a long, long time. So we want to be careful not to get ahead of that and make sure we, you know, we're receptive to who wants to be here, if they add value to the community. So we're just, we, we've got lots of options.
0: I'd say that's a big blank canvas over it there. It is a
2: big one, blank canvas. So we, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's going to keep you busy for a little bit.
2: It's keeping me busy right now. <laughs> it, it, and I would
0: say this too. I know um, So there there's a press release that was sent out, yes. uh, ran through the TBJ, and uh, filled out a few calls. And, and, and just so folks know, this isn't a, a two-year process or, or even a five-year process, right? We're talking about uh, a very
2: long time horizon to really develop this thing out that's exactly right. I mean, I've, I've been doing, I've been doing development pretty much my whole career and to take down a site of this size, you know, it, it really could be multiple projects that will be phased over time. Sure. So what our hope to do is, is to phase those projects that add value to the community as we go. So in other words, the first project would, would create value, add more incentive to come um, for the next project. So we're really just trying to protect the, the overall integrity of the property throughout the phase development, but, uh, you know, definitely not two or three years, probably more along the lines of 10, 15, maybe even 20 years. Sure.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit. So both of y'all have been in the commercial real estate business for a long time. Uh, I guess, John, uh, start with you. Is there anything that's going on now that, that really excites you about being in commercial real estate, but more importantly, yeah. being commercial real estate here in the Triangle and Garner.
1: Sure, I think you know it. There's a real um, flight to quality out there. So you're seeing you're seeing groups that, you know, COVID hits, everybody goes home. You know, they're working from home now. You gotta you gotta incentivize and sort of pull your people back into the office. You can't really force them back in. Um, was what somebody said the other day. And I totally believe with it. And some of the ways that they're de- dealing with that is, is they're, they're kind of shedding some of the B minuses and the Bs of the world, and they're going to the A's, they're going to the trophies. I don't have the stat, but it's somewhere buried at JOL, but it's something astronomical. It's like 90% of the leasing that's been done in the last sort of three plus years has been done in trophy or A buildings.
0: Mostly for the office side. of. The- Mostly on the office
1: side of things, exactly. But, but what's, what's awesome about that is that, I mean, that's companies that are, that are spending money. They're making that decision to pay the higher rent, to do the expensive more expensive TI because they've got faith in their business and faith in their people, and they're going to be here for the long run. So I think that that's, that's exciting, at least to me, because, I mean, that's a, that's a real gut check. That's a barometer of sorts. And some cities are going the other way. You know, they're leaving the A's and going to the B's. So when you, when you sort of see that, you can't fake that in my mind, um, so that's exciting.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Grady, what about you? What, what excites you the most right now? And- I kind of piggyback that comment with regards to population growth versus job growth. Um, I think a lot of folks in Wake County especially have been waiting for the job growth to catch up with the population growth. Sure. So I think these new opportunities, you know, that, that's only gonna open the door for more and better job growth, which that's better for everyone. I think just in terms of what excites me about this area, um, you know, having been in a role where folks are calling in, and I'm sure you see this at JLL too, John, where you have folks calling in to Wake County, uh, Raleigh, Garner, all the you know, all the other uh markets just saying, We want this to do this mm-hmm. and it's just not available. Mm-hmm. So to create whether it's whether it's, you know, uh, retro type deal or whether it's new land opportunities, I think I think this is going to be a target market, even, you know, even more so in the next two years than it has been. Um, so for me, that's exciting. I, mean, I, I grew up here. Um, I'm, I'm from this area, you know, born in Rex Hospital. So I've seen, you know, places just do things that never in a million years we, we thought they would do. Um, so that, that's the piece that's really exciting is just being, being able to be a part of responding to that growth in a positive way. Sure.
0: Absolutely. No, I I think, so I've been in Garner for a little over seven years now. And just in that period of time, we've seen a lot of changes and and I'm sure in the next seven, we'll
1: see even more.
0: The opposite side of that, what concerns you?
1: Ooh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) the, I, the biggest thing for me is, um, inflation you know, and interest rates, how they affect cap rates, uh, everything to the cost of construction. So um, the good news is that even in the face of of some of this stuff, we're still making progress, you know, tenant improvement, you know, dollars have gone, you know, what used to be, you know, 60 is now 70, what used to be 70 is now 85. I think our, our construction guru said in the last year alone, it was like a 22% increase in the cost of construction alone. So that all factors into it. Um, but in the face of it, I think we're still plowing forward. We're still making progress. So.
0: I was gonna say, you've got 180,000 square feet flex, or not flex, but industrial, soon to be industrial building. I guess that, that's a little bit more on, you know, coming sooner than, than maybe what Grady has at the E District. But how, how are you, how are you working through the cost overruns and the constant increase in construction costs sure. to re rehab that building
1: i'll give you kind of what i think there's going to be you know a tenant rep's opinion is going to be different than mine I got you. but i think in summary you know it, it's a push and a pull so it's like if the ti goes up that's okay we can reflect that in the rate at the end of the day it's really it's math that it comes down to sure. um and uh so there's there's a push and a pull there um you know you see you don't see a lot of rate sensitivity, in my opinion. What you do see is TI sensitivity, the cost of the tenant improvement. And if a group has to take on, you know, X amount of the budget and come out of pocket, sometimes that's feasible and sometimes it's not. It depends on the organization, you know, where they are in sort of their lifespan. Um, and every case obviously is, is a little bit different, but in general, I think that there's a there's a push and a pull.
0: Okay, and. Great. We already established the district as a, is a long-term vision. I know you've been through recessions and ups and downs in the real estate market. How, how do you, how, I mean, how do you plan 10, 15 years out in an uncertain market like we're seeing today?
2: Well, I'm going to go back to your first question in terms of what concerns me and then I'll tie it okay. into that because I think they tie in really well. I mean, I think the same things, you know, John spoke of I, a word that I've started using in the last few years is frothy because it's not quite as disastrous as some of the other words. but I, th- I think clearly, you know uh, rates going up, inflation, uh, the credit markets are a little frothy right now, and that um, you know that can put people a little bit more in the in the dugout and wanting to go out onto the field. With that said though, you know having having seen, the the ups and downs in our economies but also having grown up here I think we're a place that is somewhat resilient to that I never want to call Wake County or the RDU market bulletproof because we're not bulletproof but when you look at a market that has you know three division one universities the State Capital Research Triangle Park um, you know this better than I do John but someone threw out a figure the other day that just in the life science world that's increased 80% in the last two years if that's true I mean, that's unheard of. So to, what, what I would say, just to, to end that up, is the Raleigh market, the RDU market, has done a really, really good job of bobbing and weaving to accommodate. So we haven't taken the hits. I'm concerned about what happens nationally in the next couple of years, but I feel like we're going to end up a little, hopefully, uh, in a good spot compared to a lot of other places, and that's been, that's been what history has taught us living here who knows how long that'll last, but I feel like it's that way now.
0: Understood. Understood. Yeah. I, I think everyone is eager to see what the next thing is going to hold, you know, what's around the corner, but from the town side, our development activity and the permits being pulled and things like that haven't slowed, slowed down one bit. And, uh, it's really interesting to, to see, uh, kind of how mm-hmm. companies, developers are managing this risk, um, and uncertainty during the time, um, uh, and, and, and time will tell, right? Time mm-hmm. will tell. Um, I think, you know, it kind of leads me into another question. What, I guess, John, what, what brought uh, DRA and, and Main Street Capital to Garner? Um, and, and I'll ask Grady the same question. You know, what what made Garner a good investment for your clients um, and, and made us, you know, we we'll would say special, but made it stand out from all the other areas That you could invest in
1: so for us and i'll i'll try and speak for dra and main street but i think if you if you look at garner and if you look at at the talent that surrounds it so the people that work in a lot of these these gmp facilities they live some of them live in garner some of them live slightly northeast some of them live a lot of them live south and a lot of them live southwest so you've got, you've got this great talent base, which is right now, the majority of them are either going to Holly Springs or they're coming up and going to the RTP. And this big box is an opportunity for a life science company to come in and put a home base, I mean, like within five, ten minutes of these, of these homes. So it just it makes a ton of sense when you look at a map but also just macro wise. I mean, if you look at the, the GMP facilities, the home base is the RTP, obviously you've got Holly Springs, which is very active. You've got a handful of opportunities or sort of one that's sort of North of Raleigh, but it's kind of, it's sweeping in that direction and it's sweeping down route one. And so Garner is just, it's simply closer location and Understood. talent.
0: Yeah, uh, I, we try to preach that every day, right? You know, that's what we have. And uh, we try to sell it all the time, Grady. I know your project's a little bit different, but uh, would you say it's uh, more or less the same?
2: I think so. I mean, I, the, the two things that, that really, three things really, two of them are in the same category is, you know, you're in Garner. I, I just came uh, down um, through downtown. I mean, you're no, you're no time at all away from the state capital. Um, and. You see more and more folks gravitating there, but you're also you're also on the north side of Johnson County, which, if it's not the fastest growing county. And so then you have to ask yourself with regards to commerce in Johnson County, how much is there? So that's going to create opportunities in in, in this area as well. So I think you you know you're piggybacking, you're piggybacking those two things to some degree with regards to uses that want to be here that are really, really good. I mean John's Project is a perfect example of folks that said, we want to be in Garner, North Carolina, which only adds value, creates jobs, tax base, the whole nine yards. So I think I think, you know, at, at the end of the day, that's what that's what everyone really is geared to doing is they're they're geared towards responding to to growth in a positive way and creating long term value for its citizens. Sure. So I think that's the beautiful thing about Garner is it's uh, it's got so much opportunity. Yeah.
0: And I, you know, I'll ask a a kind of a pointed question, let you both kind of respond to it. Um, We've talked a little bit about life science. um, And of course we, you know, we're focusing on that as well as advanced manufacturing. And I know Grady, you and I've talked about this is how deep is that pool? Is that something we, you know, you hit on the fact that it's grown by 80%. Are we going to continue to see that? Should we be uh, more focused and maybe targeting other industries that would help uh, kind of diversify things a little bit?
1: Um, you know, it's kind of, it's the million dollar question. I mean, honestly, everybody is asking about it. If the thing, the thing with, with office is you could always, you could always look back, you know, you can, you can look at trends, you can look at absorption, you could look at downtown, you could look at sub markets, all this data points. But you know, what we saw is, is life science was here, but it was here in the form of Alexandria and Longfellow. Then, you know, enter COVID, then all of a sudden things sort of explode, and it just goes wild. So you enter, in a lot of ways, sort of uncharted territory. Um, And then you get acquisitions by, you know, Alexandria and Longfellow and a handful of other groups which are buying up all the land. Uh, I think one of the best indicators, though, is the fact that these two players, like Alexandria and Longfellow, are going so active is... Nobody has the pulse of the market better than those two groups do, you know, not only here, but in other markets, Um, you know, San Diego, San Francisco, Seattle, Boston. They know how active those are, and I think they look at us and they're like, the rent's a third of the cost, the talent is still there, the quality of life is better. And so I think they're just, they're locking down a lot of this stuff um, for the future. So a little bit of uncharted territory, but for the long haul, I think we're going to be fine.
0: I was going to say, I remember uh, reading the uh, the article whenever A.R.E. purchased a uh, property out at the park for a million dollars. The Genesis uh, Project. Absolutely. And, and watch that ripple through uh, all the way down here to Garner whenever the property owners we were talking about was, you know, well, why isn't mine worth that? You know, and um, having to, to educate on that point. But, um, Grady, I, I'll ask you the, the same thing. You know, what is... Um, and it doesn't even have to be life science. I mean,
2: it... Yeah, John. John has probably forgotten more about life science um, than I know. Um, but but with that said, I think if you look back over the last two or three years, not many folks didn't know much about life science because it's right. such a new deal. And and we've seen you know we've seen this with the tech boom, we've seen it with the dot com boom, we've seen things just kind of go nuts um, when they have not worked out. I go I go back again to the resiliency of. Of this area, um, we've been very resilient and able to accommodate things not working, and we've been able to backfill them. I mean, John, as he told you, I mean, he's this is an old Kmart building, and look what it's going to be. It's going to be a fantastic um, life science deal. So we've done a good job of accommodating hiccups in the in the marketplace. So I think, I think, I think Garner isn't a perfect perfect spot. To, to accommodate all the opportunities that are coming to, to this area through Wake County. Absolutely.
0: I, I'll agree. Yep. As far as your project in particular, and I'll ask John the same question, what are you doing to position it in the marketplace to make it stand out? And I say that because we know you go to Cary, you got the Fenton, you got tons of things going on still in North Raleigh North Hills and, and the like. And then all the energy that's in downtown Raleigh, it seems like, you know, there's a new 40-story tower announced, you know, every month. How are you positioning the E-district to stand out from the competition? Because I, 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 you know, honestly, I live and work here, but I think it is probably the best um, site in Wake County.
2: I think it's it's better than than that that even really, just if if you look at a site like this, that is the size that it is, that has the opportunity it has. I don't know of another site with, with, that is entitled that, that is like it. I think it comes down to two things. We, we have to do a really, really good job of planning on the front end to accommodate growth. Um, but we also have to do a really, really good job of, 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 of blocking and guarding. And what I mean by that is is we want, we want the very best end users. <clears throat> we want you know, quality development. This property um, has, has been here a long, long time. And the family has been very, very good stewards of the, of the property and the community, and I think that that's going to be a legacy that continues. So, uh, you know, we, we want to be open to what's coming, but we almost we also want to scrutinize it and make sure that it that it lasts the test of time. Sure, absolutely. What about you,
0: John?
1: How are you positioning Inc. Four Thousand Three Hundred? Sure. So I think the the simple answer, at least in my opinion, is that they're they're going spec. You know, you see, I think, time and time again in our market, whether it's office or life science, the groups that go spec win. You know, I think we are, in a lot of ways, an execution market where we see these groups come in. You probably saw this as well, where they come in and they're like, I need, you know, I need butts and in seats in, in 12 months, you know, or or less or 10, or I got to have them in in 22 or something like that. And so what they're doing is... is they're not waiting and they didn't wait at the other one in Morrisville. And by just getting started and showing the progress, it helps with the vision, but it also gets you closer to when those tenants need to be in. So they can actually get in sooner the closer you are to delivering your product. Um, that's a big differentiator. Um, the other thing that they have going on is, is simply um, street cred. You know, they've done it before. They can point to a building where they did two sizable leases. Uh, that was a big success for not only you know for the owners but for the town of Morrisville. Um, those are high paying jobs, increase the tax value. It was a win win sort of across the board um, so yeah, I think I'd say simply go and spec and then the fact that they've sort of done it before yeah helps this project in particular
0: yeah, no, i I would think uh, having that credibility makes the world a difference, and being able to have a turnkey option obviously is a huge asset for. Your client, but certainly even the town of Garner. Um, I know we're really excited about both of these opportunities and, and know that they will help shape our town for years moving forward. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to give you all the last word. Uh, you know, if there's anything we haven't covered, but um, I know on the E district, that's gonna be a long term, uh, long range uh, development that holds a ton of possibilities for our town. Um, And certainly on the, on the ink building, uh, just, I'll just say this seven years ago, whenever I arrived in Garner, that building was vacant and we tried and tried and tried to get something going there. And I can't think of a better repurposing of that former Kmart space. That is, um, that is, that's going to be
1: awesome. It will. I think every day that we get closer to delivery, it just becomes more and more real to a, to a transaction and a and a new life. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Well, gentlemen, if there's nothing else, I'll thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank Excited about everything you're doing. Thank you for investing in Garner. We appreciate that. I'm looking forward to it. And uh thank you all for listening. This will end our uh podcast and our next episode of Garner Station. Uh once again, please come down and check out Full Bloom Coffee at 141 West Main Street in downtown Garner. Talk to you next time.